You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, Seth. OJ, Juice Man, this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one. one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank. Welcome back to the fish tank, right here on the Miami Dolphins podcast network, Seth Levitt, my main man OJ McDuffie, DJ Preach in the house, and well I say in the house, was very fortunate to be in Channing Crowder's house, can't wait to talk to Crowder, but we're also excited Juice, now that we got that Jason Jenkins money. We are on CBS4. This is a whole different thing for us. I got in this as a podcast. I don't have a, I don't have a face for television, Crowder. <laughs> you cute, man. So, <laughs> you look cute. Not like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. He told us last time we were on. Not Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, cute. no. Him and Jason Momoa. I raised children. <laughs> I raised children with them two. That's a whole different yeah, relationship. Yeah, boy. That Momoa boy. Woo. But we've, we're not only on the podcast waves, we've made it to TV juice. We've hit the big time finally. The fish tank has hit the big time. So we're very excited to be here. It's been three years since we started this thing, Crowder. You were one of the first guests we ever had. It's been three years. And I got to tell you, after that interview, which we had to split into two episodes. <laughs> Y'all got me going, we man. Had to get, yeah, we wound you up. We had to split into two episodes. After we did that interview, I drove home. I called Johnny Williams. So Johnny is business manager, what we call him, yeah. is that the title? Yeah. I called Johnny Williams and said, this guy needs to have a podcast. I know he's got the radio. I don't know what the rules are over there at QAM. This guy needs to be on a podcast. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because you have totally just destroyed the podcast universe uh, with I Am Athlete, and I can't wait to hear about it. But people keep talking about, right, Juice, how many times do you hear the Crowder episode is my favorite? I'm like, damn it, we did 80 other episodes. <laughs> the Crowder episode is my favorite, and I understand why. Do people ever come up to you and say, shit, that, what you talked about on the fish tank, do you hear any of that? Still to this day. And like you said, how, two, two plus years ago? Almost three. Almost three Almost now? Three years ago. People still come up to, especially at Dolphin games, when I'm out there doing the pre before COVID and all that. Okay, that's what we need game. listening to us. Man, people, people would come up to me all the time, sit by the stage, wait for me to go to break, and bring up the, the, the fish tank. They're like, man, this story, that story, <laughs> verbatim. They were telling me exactly what it said. Like, they went and studied the tape. They were like, yes, and then this Matt Ross, Butch. Like, they had all the kickers to every story. And I was like, man, that's wild. And then as, as I saw y'all growing, and, and I, you know, social media and seeing the fish tank just blow up. And I was like, man, I knew it was going to happen because how personal y'all are. And then the guests y'all started having. And I was like, yep, there we go. It's rolling. Started having. Yeah. We, we had Crowder now. Come on. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Well, it's know, been I, a good group. Yeah. So you had the good group and I saw it growing. So I was, I was, I'm proud to have, have been a, a, a part of the start of it. And I oh, see where y'all going, man. But love y'all to death. Known all y'all for 15 plus years. Oh, don't do the so, math. Man. <laughs> <laughs> don't do the math, man. I'm not trying to feel so old up in here. Yeah, but we, we, I'm an old man now, too. But no, You're man, the youngest they, they, one in the group. People still talk about it. To this day, people still come up and talk about those stories. That's what's up, man. You know, Seth talked a little bit about, you know, what you're doing with I Am Athlete, with B. Marshall, uh, with uh, with Fred Taylor, with Chad Ochocinco. We knew you'd kill the podcast game, like like we talked about. Once we had you in the tank, we knew you'd, you'd kill the podcast game, man. And that, you guys have one of the best shows out right now. I wonder, and I, Seth didn't really ask this question, but I wonder how our show influenced you to get into the podcast game with these guys. And, you know, what are some of the best shows you guys have had, some of the stories you haven't told yet? And are you having fun doing it? Oh, I go backwards because it's, it's, it's fun as I'll get up. Because like y'all know, the production, that, that takes hours. The whole thing, like we, we have an hour episode. We're there for four hours. 
three and a half, four hours, do an hour we episode. We don't have that kind of budget. We, we run a little more lean than me. Yeah, we got that beat March budget. Yeah, we uh, we, we running. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll be there. And we'll, we'll sometimes do multiple episodes in a, in a day. But it's fun. We have the, the music on. You know, we have the, the, the speaker there. So every time we go to a break or they try to realign stuff, we're playing music, we're talking. And it started, we're really like all of us are friends. Like me and B. Marsh been cool. Since he played for the Dolphins way back in the day, I flew up to his baby shower. Z and Ziggy are six now. Me and Asia flew up to Chicago. He was with the Bears and went to his baby shower. Like, me and B. Marshall tight. The, the genesis of I Am Athlete is me, B. Marshall, sitting in B. Marshall's pool with our feet in the water, drinking. And he's a health nut. He don't drink. You know, it had to come to that, right? So, yeah, you know. Right, Somebody yeah, was I, sipping something. I bring a cooler with me now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I done got to, but y'all missed me. It started about last two years. That's why I was there. I was like, did I bring my cooler? But now Juice had Juice had some some beer for me at the house. But I bring my cooler with me now everywhere I go. So I go over there drinking the beer. We're sitting there and we're just talking about stuff like you know finances, investments, kids, raising kids. Our kids are in the pool playing together. So we're talking about raising kids and so many different topics. And B was like, man, we should film this. It's like, bro, people don't see you know alpha males like this sit around and talk about life in the pool. Yeah, in the pool feeding the water, like just relax, like just chilling. But it's not, you know, people, I don't know, the meathead or whatever stereotypes people have about ex-athletes or whatever it is. And he was like, bro, people don't don't know that, like how we think and what we do, it, right? the human side. So I was like, man, let's do it. He was like, Freddie T lived around the corner. And Fred lives like four houses down from Brandon. He was like, Freddie T lived down the corner. The first season, Reggie Wayne was there. And then Reggie went to run around with his cars and cigars and all. Reggie goes. So then Reggie was like, I can't commit. So then Ocho came in. But it was really just us saying, hey, man, let's show the people what we do when we're sitting around in our backyards and got the cameras and B. Marshall, a House of Athlete, just what he's doing on that business side. He's a very intelligent dude. I thought it was going to be a couple GoPros sitting on the table, walk in and it's seven people standing around. And it just kept growing and growing. And now, man, we went to, you know, we I am NASCAR. We saw that. Yeah, Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Busch, and all that. So now Are it's you just, a NASCAR well, guy? Because you got some country in you. He does have some country in him. He, he tried to act like he doesn't, Sam. He's got some country. Oh, I'm country. I'm, I'm woods country. Woods country. Okay. Yeah. Not the I'm that, left that's more the hillbilly country. Okay. Like, yeah, riding in them circles. And you hear the power of the engine? <laughs> it's an engine. It makes a lot of noise. They need to put a better. They need to put a better damn muffler on them damn cars. That was wow, 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 man! Get out of here! It's a muffler. It might slow it down. <laughs> but no, we. I, I gained respect for NASCAR while going to Charlotte and meeting those guys and seeing like the empire that NASCAR. I really gained. But before that, I was like, it's it's dudes driving cars in a circle, and they're still not athletes. Like people been arguing with me for months now. They're not athletes. The car does all the work. You use a calf and a wrist. There's an endur- There's a level of endurance, right? I mean, to sit and I, I hate to drive. We were talking about it with Asia earlier. She says she likes road trips and whatever. Yeah. I don't know if you do. Doesn't matter because she does. But uh, I hate <laughs> to right. drive anywhere. Like I don't like. I, you live six minutes from me here. I was like, yeah, man, we're not there already. But to drive five hours at that speed, there is at least, there's an endurance, I think. Yeah, look at him, look at him. He's, he's really vouching for NASCAR, man. He's really trying to debunk your theory there that they're not athletes. No, no, I'm not saying they're athletes. I'm just saying there's a level of endurance that you're not buying it. This is what NASCAR people do. Because we went, I argued with Dale Earnhardt Jr. about this. I argued with Kyle Busch and a number of other drivers and pit crew guys. And I gave their ass hell. <laughs> Say, listen, they want to bring up the, the, the temperature. It's 150 degrees in this car. I said, I live in Miami. It's 120 damn degrees out there. With a helmet and shoulder pads. And yes. Like 18 te- yeah, okay. And all of those. It's so hot. Oh, we had to sit in the car. I said, what'd you say? Do, you do what? You got to sit. 
So you go tell me you're an athlete. Sitting down, you're an athlete. I can't even ride with that. If you're sitting, you cannot be athletic. You can't. Ride a roller coaster with your foot on the gas pedal. Yes. It's intense. I did. We rolled with Dale and went like 180. Hit the little curves in the embankment. It's, an, it, it, it's, a, it's a, a rush. But it's not athletic. You sitting in a chair, staring at the street. Did it. I'm, did, I'm 37. I did this for what, 21 years? I done stared at the cement and rolled for 21 years. Right. That don't make me an athlete. Make me a driver with a license. That's all it makes you. How did they take to that? Did they? I don't think they appreciated that. Dale and Kyle, they're so much bigger than, you know, they're just so famous. And, man, they had, I think Kyle had like half a bit. His whole, like, his empire is like, the warehouse we were in was like 150,000 square feet. He had like 25 employees just in the front. Each one of them is a corporation in their own. It's crazy. So they, like, they're almost above arguing about that. Like, they, you know, the, the, pit, the, the pit crew wanted to go with it, and they want to argue. Man, Kyle Bush and Dale were like, okay, whatever you think, buddy. Yeah, you can have that one. <laughs> whatever. This, this non-athlete's got all this right here. Yeah, let me How go much jump. longer we got this? <laughs> let me go jump in my room of money like the, uh, the, the, that duck. <laughs> <laughs> Ducktail. Oh duck what was his name? He was jumping his room of money and oh, swimming around. Yeah, they, duck or whatever. Yeah, they ain't want to argue with me. They need to dive in some money. So yeah, that's too funny. So you're enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, you could tell. Yeah. You guys get into it, and it's funny. I like the fact that Reggie Wayne couldn't commit, so they had to go find someone who they could count on more, who'd be more committed. And you said it on Ocho. So I, I think that. <laughs> I think that in and of itself is pretty fascinating. But. Um, I mean, I want to know the stories behind the stories, though. Like, what's going on with I Am Athlete that we don't see? That B. Marshall, that B. Marshall's cutting out because that's not making – because I know he's got final decision on all that. Yeah, H3 Productions is B. Marshall's company, and they partner with uh, Lobus Productions and Jersey Films. So they all work kind of work together. We shoot it, editing, Somebody's final decision. Somebody's spending a lot of money on this. Yeah, dude. they have all this stuff going. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, we'll we'll go at it for hours. And they cut it to 50 minutes. So even the intense times, like when Brandon went to screaming with the veins popping out his neck and all that, cussing, I went crazy and jumped up. And he he walked to the edge of the table. If he'd have came around that table, I was gonna punch him right in his mouth. And I told him that they had to cut that out. I said, "Come around this table with your big ass." <laughs> you kind of look like is he playing still? But they like it. It gets a lot more intense, but they do edit it down because there's been some. There's been a lot of arguments where you're just like at the end, we'll kind of look at each other and be like. Ah, can't, you can't put that on TV. Right. And you just got, you know what I'm saying? You have to protect protect your Absolutely. talent, but also protect the brand. And But you don't want to go in with an angle of, you know, of that angle of, okay, let's not say anything too intense or anything, you know, yeah. too controversial. Because now everybody's going to sit like that sitting up at the little table at, you know, the news desk. Yeah. So you want dudes to chill, drink a beer, have a good time. And so the conversations do get do go far sometimes. And I ain't going to lie. I, probably, I, I take it the furthest because I don't care. You know, I, I argue with anybody. And when they say, you want me to cut it out? I say, nope. The stuff with my wife. All the stuff talking about the wife and, and all the freaky stuff we do and me, me being the cat at the back door and her letting me in and all that. They were like, you want me to cut that out? I'm like, no. I've been married 10 years. <laughs> I need to help some people, actually. These dudes just lay up on somebody sweating and breathing hard. Man, man, do a little, have a little fun. Dude, put some, put some, put some joy into your life. So, but yeah, so they do, they do edit out a lot, but it's a grind. It's a grind, like, through the season, just going every, you know, whatever we'll do, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, we fluctuate the nights, but really dedicating with a, a father of three now. Brandon got three, you know, Freya got three or four, like, really leaving at six at night and not coming home till one in the morning. 
one day a week. It's like it's it's demanding after 50, 60 episodes. You're like, okay, let's go do it again. And you got to turn on. Yeah. You can't have a down day, a bad day. Like, oh, I'm tired today, guys, or I'm hungover or something. No, perform. It's time to go. Kick I don't into know, on that show. They plug somebody else in yeah. though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a little rotation. The next man up. Yeah, yeah, they they replace me sometimes. Oh, you're saying it's like playing football. <laughs> yeah, heck yeah, you can't. You gotta leave, you know, that fatigue and that home thing. You gotta leave that alone. They don't care once you get between the lines, man. It's time to oh, go. Oh, sure. And this dude, that I I know you play with. I know y'all know that would let home flow over into work, and they were never the good players. They were never the top players. I know a bunch of top top dudes, a bunch of ex Dolphins and Pro Bowlers that knew they were going through hell at the house. And they would come, they'd lock in on that field, they'd go out there, do their job, and as soon as we in practice, they'd be right back in the in, you know, right back in the in the ditch, in the dumps. But they would go out there for them three hours and do what they need to do because that's how you are eating groceries. That's a professionalism. Yes. And those the same guys too, Seth, that stay in a that's a facility for extra hours too, don't want to go home. Right. Well you know <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other conversation. It's an extras week. It's an extras week, we right? Been there right? 12 hours. Crowdy, you want to go grab some wings? Man, no, I'm not going to hang with you because you don't like your wife. Leave me alone. I don't like your wife. I know you don't like her. <laughs> oh, man. We won't ask you to name names on that one there. Somebody just got called out. That's just funny. But not all the damn photo shoots you guys do on I Am Athlete. My God. Every time we change clothes. That's the funny thing, the hardest part for me. Because like, I like to talk, guys. Talking all that. It's crazy that even with the podcast, radio, the TV stuff I'm doing. Well, B. Marsh is on the runway. Like, he's yes. walking in. It's <laughs> you talking about $5,000 outfits and all. The crowd of budget doesn't work that way. So I'd be, I'm like, I struggle to put outfits together because they're like, hey, man, you have to look good. It's top-notch, high-level, you know, um, trendy, you know, for the culture and all this show. I'm like, man, I, I have more Crocs than shoes I wear. I got a bunch of old Nikes back there that I got my Nike deal, but I don't go buy them. Have you worn Crocs on the show? Well, they, they, they won't even let me. Come on, man. I've walked in with my Crocs, and B's like, no, nah, man. No. Nah, I thought I am actually supposed to be real. I thought I was supposed to be real, too, with <laughs> real high class. <laughs> real expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's real expensive is but, what it is. The whole, the whole look of it, though, like the um, – I see where B's coming from, and that's why I gave in because he was like, yeah, like you just set a standard for the show. And then people would call me and ask me or DM me. I just found out how to check DMs on Instagram. I had like 700 DMs. And dude called me, hey, where'd you get your shirt from? Hey, man, those shoes are cool. Man, don't wear them jewels no more. They ugly. And like people got, like the fashion side people care about. So I guess just for the whole, uh, you know, the, the demographics that you get together, like these young, we have a lot of young viewers. And that's the one difference I saw when I Am Athlete kind of blew up is that I used to get all the, the old older football fans. You know, 30, 35 plus. We love those guys. In the fish oh, tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, no, That's no, our no, cat. Yeah, 35 but. and over, we love you. <laughs> fish and, tank. And I, Listen to crowd. And I love them too. And those are the people that walked up to me at Publix and always came up to me. Was always 35 plus, you know, and established, married, you know, just, just, uh, the fans. The guy you see that sits down and watch Monday Night Football every single Monday. Right. But when the, with the I Am Athlete, I'll, I'll walk around Wynwood and it'll be like young little 16, 17 year old girls and, the thugs, the hood dudes with the 32 goals and the dreads coming down and everybody come up and be like, man, love the podcast. Or the girls be like, you're the guy, um, you're the guy that's always there making fun of you about how you dress. Ha ha ha. And like, it's a, it, the demographic. I thought down. that was a pit crew guy from NASCAR. <laughs> I ain't got too many voices. <laughs> I ain't got but so many. I guess that's good. That's good. Voice. But I think the demographic went down like 10 years once I started doing that. Oh, you guys are doing a great job yeah. with it. You're doing a great job. But I, I, I know, and so many great stories you've told there, 
but the one that keeps coming back here in the tank. And you talked about it here, Matt Roth. He was your classmate. You talked about it. The Hey Butch. Uh, my, my goddamn name is Matt. God, I love that story. It's one of my favorites of all time. But and also he took Vernon Davis's soul, right? Yeah. You know, he's he, Inception. You said you put Inception in his mind. We need more Matt Roth stories. People are begging for more Matt Roth stories. And I know you lived with this dude. I, I, I don't know if you guys actually lived together. No. But you guys didn't. ran together. Yeah, we ran because it was me So there him, has to be more. Me, him, and Ronnie stayed at the hotel. And we were all lined up on the same floor. When I we can't first think of traffic. three more different people. Yeah. Ronnie's the outlier, though. <laughs> he tried to say that you and him are like the same person. We were like, in what way? Ronnie does a better job of, Ronnie can turn it on and off. I don't have a switch. I just wake up in the morning and go. Ronnie really, but Ronnie like owns a bank. I don't know if you want to put his, his numbers out there, but Ronnie's like a proprietary owner of some bank. Like Ronnie is a very intelligent, business savvy man. But we'll run to the club and, you know, we, we have stories and stories of us fight. Like Ronnie, Ronnie, me and Ronnie are very similar, but Ronnie has another side. I really don't have another side. I got, I do my business. You're a one dimensional kind of guy. What you see is what you get. <laughs> what you see is what you get, kind of say. So, so that's the thing. But me and Ronnie, to, to answer that question, me and Ronnie are a lot similar than I think, uh, face value shows. Cause we've been tight. That's the first dude when I got down here. First guy that we got together. And ever since I talked to him yesterday. I think it's an Atlanta thing. Yeah. It's that. Maybe thing. it starts there. And the way we came up and, um, being kind of out in the country and, you know, really being the, the, the first, Hell, like I said, I am. I'm trying to butter it up. Being the first person that made a lot of money in your family right. and really gives back and ain't mess up all your money and you can really help people out. Yeah. So me and Ronnie have very similar backstories. And then Atlanta and just liking the party, liking to have a good time. Don't take yourself too serious. And then there's Matt Raw. And Matt is is, is <laughs> not like us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Matt, like Master, I don't know how he grew up. Iowa somewhere in, in the in the mountains. I don't even know the mountains in Iowa. But just oh raw. <laughs> what's that place called? Monty's? Monty's down on South Beach, right there on the water where the South Beach yeah. is a juice. Place. Okay, so yeah. Monty's right there. <laughs> right. So the boats take off, the dock, the marina. The over there. we go off of mm-hmm. a lot for of the, things. For the fishing trips. So our rookie year is the first first time we kind of went out. That rookie, when we come in, they had to, it was, it, I don't think it was the Dolphin Fish Tournament, but it was another event they did down there. And I, I was partying always on South Beach. I knew everybody down there. That's back when the Fords was there. Oh my goodness. That's, that 05, 06, 07 was the best party in the South Beach. So I was always be down there. So I knew the owner of Monty's. So we would always go in there and, you know, hang out. And then we knew all the girls that would hang out. So then, well, not me and Ron, me and Ronnie would always be down there and hanging out. So we knew people. So then it was, uh, you know, we knew all the girls, and they'd all be in the pool. There's a pool on the back deck right by the water. It's nice, man. So then we were down there, and then it was we were trying to talk to some females, and Matt was there. So there was a the group was bigger than the, the the girl group was a lot bigger than the group of dudes I was with. So I'm like, I gotta go recruit some guys. Just take up somebody's time while I'm working. So I went and got Rob. I was like, Rob, man, we got some girls down there. He was over there sitting at the table, I think, with one of his cousins or something. So he, <laughs> He was like, man, I got some girls down there. Man, come talk to them, nice girls. You know, so they just hang out. He walks around, sits down at the big table we have, you know, drinks on the table, food, having a good time. And first thing Rob does is look around. The girls are sitting. He looks over. He says, hey, look at the size of that damn hand. <laughs> I say, Rob, what does that even mean? <laughs> they know what it means. My buddy looked at me. He was like, man, you got to get this crazy dude out of here. He's going to mess it up for everybody. <laughs> He's <laughs> been there eight seconds. He been, 
Eight seconds. You hit it on the head. Eight seconds. We've been working for an hour. Eight seconds. Now the girls start packing their little bag up. I'm like, no, 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 baby, 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 chill, 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 chill. That was his opening line. His hour was his opening line. When he said, like, man, come talk to some girls. Back in the size of that hand. He was there. He had big-ass hands. I don't know what he means, <laughs> but he said he had a big-ass frying pan on the end of his wrist. So, but we'll see. But he, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to see Y'all can no, call him. No, no. <laughs> we haven't been able to track Matt down just yet. But, yeah. Oh, man. Matt Raw. Oh, man. That's how I, 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 I'm done. Y'all love the Matt stories. <laughs> love it. It's for me. Yeah, now, now I'm 36. Now I'm throwing on 37. No, 36. But yeah, man, back at 21. That's why the stories are so great, because my wife heard them all. Like, right. yeah, like you come down to Miami, you young, having a good time with guys like Matt, guys like Ronnie. It's just all those guys we're hanging with, uh, Derek Popes and the Spragans and all those guys that were there with us. And everybody wanted to party. And if you want to party, call Crowder. Well, hop in the back of the pickup. We riding. You know, I think that's the best thing about having Crowder on so early in our, our podcast career, because after he was on, we had so many people on after him, and they were telling some so many Pulling stories. That's how we got all the stuff. So everybody, was, they were trying to, you know, rebut some things and stuff like that. But Ronnie, you know, your boy Ronnie, we, you already know the Ronnie stories. We've heard so many great Ronnie stories between you two. But he was talking about your your car closet. And you're talking about getting in the pickup just now. He's talking about the car closet. You got to explain a little bit about the car closet. And after you're done talking about the car closet, I want to hear about the time you guys went to the comedy club and – just the table next to you was kind of infringing in your area a little too much, and you weren't too happy about that. Well, first, I got the the car closet was good. They actually, somebody caught it. It was somebody walking out of the Dolph facility, and they were some news crew, and the guy was like, it was kind of a you know a rumor around. They were like, bro, Crowder literally has an apartment in the back of this Hummer. And so the dude was like, I'm, I drove my Hummer out, and, and the guy stopped me, and he was like, hey, man, is this the, is this the apartment Hummer? And I was like, uh... He was like, man, I heard you have a whole wardrobe and shoes and everything in the back of your Hummer. I was like, no. I go open the back of the Hummer. First thing falls out is a is a high heel. But the ones with the long strap that wrap all the way up your calf. <laughs> and the guy and it looked, wasn't a size 14. And he was yet. not. First thing he said was like, is that, is that yours? I said, no, but I'm sure she wants it back. Let me call her. But I, re- I was just because you leave the facility and I left. I lived. A mile and a half from the facility, but I could save a three mile difference to get to the club and the party if I just kept my clothes in the back. So I we get out of practice or get out of whatever I was doing, or even if I'm you know out eating, I just go in there, get in the back of the Hummer, reach in the back, find me some jeans, find me, a, and the best thing was that's when Ed Hardy's were big. So Ed Hardy's, you could wear them wrinkled, they always look weird because they always had the little the, all the little whirlies on them. So it was wrinkled, not wrinkled, whatever. You could wear Ed Hardy at all times. And it looked like you had money because Ed Hardy is a 70 damn dollars. I still got something in the closet because I just can't throw them out. Does B. Marsh let him come on? You can't wear no, that. No, 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 no. B. Marsh not having they the car have no Ed Hardy on that now. <laughs> then they had the Christian something with the little uh, diamonds. Yeah. 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 They were like $140 a t-shirt. Got three of those back yeah. there. They're going to yeah, come they, back they, around. They will. They're going to come just back hold around. Hold on to them. And yeah. I'm going to be ready. Just hold to on to them, man. <laughs> Everything is cyclical. You know what I mean? When they come back around, I'm stepping out. Damn, Crowder, where you found that? And so, uh, but no, I would keep, I keep just average, I say at least 10, 10 outfits in the back of my Hummer. Different things. Like I had, you know, I had a little suit. I had the, the, uh, the travel bag with a suit. I'd have a little suit because then the Dolphins would send you somewhere. Hey, we got to go to this, you know, sponsorship, whatever, something at the Hard Rock. And I have a suit back there, throw my suit on, leave a little party. Now I'm at the Hard Rock. I'm already halfway to South Beach. 
throw my eight hard L, throw my G's on and hit it. <laughs> so it's I, all I had, planned out. I had everything planned out. Strategic. Ten different situations that can happen in life where I didn't have to go home. I could just keep running around. God forbid there's some soap and water in the back there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I ain't bathed too much back then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we heard about the shower pills, Crowder. <laughs> we heard about the shower I pills. I ain't bathed too much back then. I cleaned the hot spots, underarm space, butt. <laughs> Once and twos, yeah. Yeah. Privates, underarm space. Okay. When's the last time your calf was stinky? <laughs> I don't know. I can't reach. Form. That's fine to me. Just think of it. It's only so many parts of your body that get stinky. And you clean the stinky spots. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'll it, it, my feet down. Feet will stink a little bit. But it, it'll start to collect, I think, after a period of time. I don't know. But, you know, that's how you were rolling. That's... Forearm stink might take two weeks. <laughs> exposed, the right. sun hits Sounds you. like a man with some experience. Right, right. yeah, right. yeah. Hey, scientific hey. evidence for that. <laughs> Who's that? Scientific evidence. I know what I'm telling it you. It takes yeah. two weeks. Yeah. yeah. You ain't supposed to wash your pheromones off either. Men have pheromones that women like, and it's natural relief. You wash on the pheromones off like a bee. You seen the bees find the find the queen? That's how the that's how I got women. My pheromones. Well, you got a you got a queen bee now. You should probably wipe yours off. She loved my pheromones. <laughs> she told no. you to wash your damn forearms. No, I'm different now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come no, on, Asia, 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 Asia said, wash your damn forearms and calves. That's why I said this was 21 year old right. Crowder. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. Mary Asia's Crowder. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm totally different person now. But the stories are great. I just I enjoy. It. I, it's funny for me. He's over there exfoliating now. I'm, I promise. You. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they talking <laughs> about the soap with the little beads in it. <laughs> But yeah, no, I I enjoy it. I enjoy the side, and then even the maturity, maturation, and the change, right. and all, I think, pretty cool. Right, right. And then, and then the comedy club situation. Um, yeah. So I mean, we, you were laughing, having a good time, and then what? That was with the with BMF. That's why. That's what you're talking about. That's what Ronnie said. He couldn't confirm it, but he. <laughs> yeah. Well, BMF ain't big like that. I'd be scared a couple of years back because they had a little following, but it was uh. <laughs> It was BMF. People don't know BMF. They were like a big. They actually have a Netflix thing coming out about them. Yeah. Like they were. It was a couple of dudes that had like a, a drug ring in Atlanta, and it just blew up like nationwide, almost like international. And they in Atlanta, they used to walk in with the big black outdoor garbage bag full of money, and they have they'll have the three, four, the top dudes walk in, and then the little underlings would have garbage bags full of money walking in behind them. And they just reach in the garbage bag and throwing money in this. But anyway, fast forward it, and they're already established. And now they're in Miami, and we we know them. And Ronnie's spent a lot more time in Atlanta. Ronnie would go back to Atlanta a lot more than me. I when I got to Miami with the fishing and the and the partying and all, I did, I wouldn't go back to Atlanta. So Ronnie actually knew a lot of the guys in there, not personally, but just knew the guys' faces because they was always around. So we went to the comedy club, and we're sitting in our little section. And the thing about BMF, they always rolled super deep. It was never four of them. And they walk in somewhere, it's 15 or 20 guys, and then they have the girlfriends with them. So they would, they would have 30, at least 30 people with them in these big, these big packs. And that's when the, uh, the big tees were in. They'd all wear these big, long black tees, the big baggy jeans. So we're sitting there. And you and RB just sitting in your we're, section. It's just me and Ronnie. And we're sitting there. In the you didn't section. have Ed, you had Ed Hardy on while they had yeah, all that yeah, on? Yeah. Okay. Ed Hardy. I was kidding. That's why I was kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'd have me an RDJ on. Yeah, yeah really yeah. knocking him in the head. <laughs> but me and, me and Ronnie are sitting there, kind of like, like this in our section. And the table's right here. But, you know, the table's there. You know, all the tables you can buy. So me and Ronnie got there early. We were there 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock. So we have our table. We're sitting there, you know, talking, messing around, drinking. And then they come in, and they buy the three tables next to us. So then they come sit down. There's there's a threshold where my table ends and your table starts. If this table's here and that table's there, it's four feet in between it. I get two feet, and you get two feet. And you got three damn tables. And you got three tables. 
give me my two feet. Next thing you know, 20 minutes later, and I'm, I, I, was, I was a little bit of a hothead back then. I had no problem fighting. We talked about it the first time I was on the tank. Yeah, I slapped somebody quick. So I'm Swiss sitting there. Next thing I know, it's a shoulder on me. Then he's scooting over to let somebody in next to him. He's scooting over to let somebody in next to him. I'm leaning away. I said, man, listen, y'all need to move y'all. And I, I started snapping. When I started yelling, Ronnie, Ronnie's next to me. I started snapping. Ronnie's like, hey, man, leave him alone. Because I'm looking at the dude right here. I'm looking at dudes that touched me. But when I look up, when Ronnie hit me and I look up, it's 30 people staring at me. And all of them are, this is really what yeah. you want to do? We're here for this. Like, that's and exactly what Ronnie, they up for. And we've had other stories. We, we, he tried to stop me from fighting down in Coral Gables somewhere. And he was like, man, leave it alone, crowd. And I was like, I got you. And just turned and started fighting. Ronnie had to go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, you, you right. I got you. <laughs> but then I looked, and he was like, he was <laughs> and I looked up, and I saw them eyes looking at me. I looked back at Ronnie. Chandler Crowder, mind the ball. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about And when I started smiling and shook his hand, all, all 30 people looked. And then backed up. They're relaxed. Oh, they're probably but, disappointed. That, that was like a threat. That's what, that's what Ronnie did. It's funny because it was like it was a, about a two second period where Ronnie was kind of, Ronnie was like, <sighs> Crowder, don't do it. This is, because he said, we said it riding home. He was like, bro, if you would have jumped on him, I had to jump on right. him. Right. We, we you can't, he has to get involved. But we was going to get drunk. And he was like, man, I'm glad you made that decision. And so then, because I said he was on the other side of some decisions I made that weren't as smart. So that was the one where he was. I, I kind of listened to the little angel on the I listened shoulder. to that little angel on my shoulder, Ronnie, saying, Crowder, don't do this. This, this. this ain't a good idea. Hey, you, you're a linebacker. What you did was you looked at the whole play right there. You, you assessed the situation. You know what I mean? And you called the blitz off. You had to. Just back up. Prevent. Prevent. Some other ones, you said, I'm, I'm going there. Yeah. Y'all want to drink or something? Everything okay? We got some food if you want it. Yeah, I, I got soft quick. I yeah, it's a good decision, yeah. man. Yeah, good yeah, decision. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably one that, that you did the right thing. Yeah, it ain't fun getting stomped out. It ain't fun No, I can't yeah. imagine. It ain't cute. Yeah. No matter what you're wearing. No, no, no. <laughs> and, it was, and they would have messed up my Didn't want to mess up your head. I might have not done it because of the Ed Hardy shirt. Roll with that. Roll with that. It wasn't them 30 dudes. But now... You talked about the little angel on the shoulder. When we got here earlier today, before we got set up, you were telling us about a time where maybe there was the little devil on the shoulder. Things didn't go the same way. Yeah. This yeah. is a London trip. The London trip. We would go over there. Was that 07? I, I, I think it was 07. 07. Yeah. No, I think it was 07 because that was supposed to be the reprieve from the Cam Cameron special that we had. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was the opportunity. Yeah, goofy, that. goofy Cam. He's the goofiest person in the world. But yeah, so we go we go to London with it all week. And I don't, I'm sorry, London Londonites, Londonese people, I don't know. London's yeah. not a, I don't like London. And you did a great job. You had a quote that, you know, yeah. you did really well with the <laughs> Yeah, I black folks no over there. No black folks and you didn't know what language they even spoke over there. That was my favorite part of it. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. Y'all know what Lon London <laughs> London participants what a they kind of invented the language. Londonese, what do they call Maybe it? London, Maybe Londoners? Londoners? Maybe. Sorry, Londoners. But yeah, London went, like, we was there for a week. It wasn't good. This is what it is. I ate horse, though. They had horse, so that was, that was good. But so then that <laughs> night. It was dog played. food, isn't it? Hmm? Isn't horse dog food? That's what I heard. I never ate horse until I got there. And then they had a horse steak. They had a steak, and they, they had the, it was like horse. And I was like, is that horse horse? They were like, yeah. It was expensive as hell, because 
the transition was so much like it was a dollar for every one <laughs> rupee. What are they? <laughs> what are they? <laughs> I think they have pounds. They have pounds over there. <laughs> a rupee. A rupee. They had one rupee. Was two dollars. <laughs> So then you or you know order steak and I'm like okay thirty five forty dollars steak that's eighty dollars that's forty ruples I'm like yeah so I ate I ate steak and a wine and I spent like three hundred dollars on myself I was like yeah that's but it was steak. horse steak it was horse steak gotcha have you it had was, horse since? it was delicious nope I can't find it nowhere <laughs> I'll eat I'll eat anything that run God be yeah, that God put it on this earth for me but no so we're there we're in London then we played at we played Sunday it's always like an early game so we played and then we had you know a little dinner afterwards. But we didn't leave until the following day. So we played on a Sunday, Saturday or Sunday, but we didn't leave until the following morning. We had a whole night out. We had no curfew. We had nothing. We had curfew the whole week. But the night of the, of the game, we didn't have curfew. So we went out. And I found out I have a buddy now that lives in London, moved to London with his wife. And he was telling me, like, he gets tried a lot. He was like the little, I guess the London thugs, they try Americans. And they could tell you American, especially big old black dudes like with dreads. They're like, you could, they could tell you have the American on you or whatever. He was telling me. Yeah, you didn't pass for somebody who grew up in London, I'm sure. No, no, no. <laughs> I ain't had no ruples. But they, <laughs> but they, uh, so I found out this afterwards. This is, this is in the last five or six years. I found out about them. Like they, it's a thing that they try, they try Americans because they, I don't think they were soft or fat or whatever. So we go to the club and it's me. I tell Porter because he doesn't care. And six, seven other guys. We have a group of big old dudes. And I don't know why these, these, these Londoners would try Porter six. They didn't, they didn't read the coverage. They didn't read the coverage. Sir. Yeah. They, they didn't read, they didn't, they didn't read so it, Tanny. We in there doing, that's what's, um, Soldier Boy, the Superman thing. Okay. You! And everybody jumps all the way across the club. You! So we're all there. Shirts off. Shirts coming off immediately. Shirts coming well, off. Well, that's a given. Going yeah. back to your Pastor so, Troy days. You had your cheap, yeah. you had a cheap T-shirt because you knew we were taking it off. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would, I, <laughs> I would take off the Ed Hardy, but I jammed it in my drawers. That wasn't going into the corner. No, the I jammed that thing down <laughs> okay. in my drawers. They ain't gonna take my Ed Hardy. So we're we're out there. We got let's say. So then the Soldier Boy comes on. So Porter and myself, who both two hundred fifty pound dudes, that's five hundred pounds a man, and we we Superman and you with no shirts on, and then. There's a group, a group of, uh, you know, little young white dudes, but they're, they're you in the opposite way of us. And they keep like, <laughs> you in the wrong way. They're you in the wrong way. So we all are going left. They're going right. And then we're going right. They're going left. Hit the, hit well, you know, you drive like, on the other side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know, they didn't know the you direction. That's you probably hit it. The they were going the right way for them. That's okay. <laughs> so then, but it like that started it. And then it was just like every time that's when the, there was like the crunk music. So like you just be out there, you know, you'd be out there pushing and everybody be throwing bowls. Like, but not to hurt. Just to like throw bowls, you jumping around, you lean back in your buddy, he pushes you forward. Yeah, like the stuff the stuff that look the, the dudes do in the little rock parties and it's a circle. Like that was something we did and we, yeah, we you know, you get a couple of drinks, ain't seems fun. We start doing the, the, the crunk circle. They start coming over there again and bumping people. And at that moment, that's when we was like, I think, and I hit I figured it out first, because I'm or well, Porter saw it sooner or later. But I figured out first, and I'm like, oh, they're trying us. And this is before I knew they did it. it was, I was like, oh, they're trying us. And this is, so this is 07, I'm, this is 20, what, three-year-old crowd or 24? Yeah. You want it, you can have it. 24-year-old crowd, there are probably a few pops in them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and 10, 11 at yeah. this point, so not a care in the world. No, and we hot. And then, yeah, so next time we bump, then Porter, Porter saw it, and Porter was like, oh, that's what they want? And then it commenced. We wore their ass out. And so then, after we wore their ass out, 
the club owner, like the security came and broke it up and all. And so they were like, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're getting locked up. We done beat up, we done beat up these little dudes. The manager was in the back watching the cameras and he came out and he was like, hey, those dudes are trying to fight those yeah. dudes for an hour. He was like, after about the third time they came over there messing with these guys, then these guys whooped their ass. And that's what happened. They, they kicked the whole, they kicked the crew of the, the London little dudes out there. You could tell they were a little gang, whatever. You know, they all they all had on the same little clothes and stuff. They kicked them out, and we kept partying. So that's crazy, though, that they, I guess it's not so crazy, but that's actually really cool that they looked at it, and they didn't just side with the folks that were local. Yeah. That they yeah. said that that was, they probably don't want those guys in there. That's more of an American thing to do, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. No, but that, that is it, because I was like, how did this not become an incident? The, the PR guy in me says, "Had that, yeah, because it wasn't. It was just it was those ten guys, and then like it was, and it wasn't like after after it happened, like anything changed. It happened. Oh, we good. Kicked them out. We partied for another two, three hours. It, it's a different type of life than I think you're used to, sir. You think? You just." You think? You can tear somebody ass up and then go and have a drink. <laughs> what would make you think that I'm not used to that, Crowder? What? I mean, come on. Yeah, your knuckles soft. I don't take my shirt off. My knuckles are soft. My knuckles are soft. I don't take my shirt off. Let's start right there. I don't take my shirt off in my house. You, you, you then swim shower with, with this on. <laughs> Ask JT about the time he tried to do shirts and skins playing basketball. You just like nah. only one happen. team. I will wear my shirt on the Skins team. You'll have to figure it out. So we'll just start right there. I yeah, can't tell yeah. I'm not looking for a fight. Yeah. And God forbid I get in one, I'm not going to party for three more hours afterwards. <laughs> yeah, so you're right. Not. You're right. Yeah, you only had one more night in London, though. You had to get it in. Yeah, that yeah, was it. Nice. This night was young. The, the, yeah, then the, I guess the plane or the bus wasn't leaving to the airport till like 7. There's no reason to go home at 3. And get back up at six. I was just go straight, straight to go the plane. On, get home at five thirty. Take a shower. Get on the bus. Sleep on the plane. That was, that flight is a day and a half or something. It was crazy. It's only like eight hours. Oh my goodness, that was a long flight. Yeah, yeah I don't know. We might have went the other way. So, so those players <laughs> they went the long way. way. <laughs> we went the long way. We, we went to Hawaii. <laughs> we went the long way. That flight was long as the great circles, man. Hey, so the players going to London this year coming up. So you advise them to go to this club yeah, or let them? Let, yeah, so we'll see. It, it's cool party. It's big. Um, every club got these gigantic bodyguards, like big Romanians or something. Big old with the beards and all. So yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to get in no trouble over there. But you go out. It was a nice club. Well, we'll bring it back stateside. Yeah, bring it back. We'll bring it back stateside. And and as we said at the top of the show, you were kind enough when we said we were going to do this to invite us into your home. It's our first time yeah. outside of OJ's house. You know, last time Juice had you at his place, so you brought us here. I am not surprised when I pulled up that we walked. Our home's beautiful, by the way. Kudos to your wife, I'm assuming, who did the decorating. But I see water out there. It's not a surprise to me that Crowder lives on a lake. We know how much you love fishing. Yeah. Talk about the passion you have for being on the water fishing i know that it's really a lifestyle for you but also what's the craziest thing that ever happened to you when you've had a rod in your hand well first i've been fishing my whole life fishing since i was a kid i got a picture i was like i was three holding a fish bigger than me out in tampa bay and just fished you know in, in atlanta when i was up there fished out in roswell when we moved when i got to south florida there's it's one of the best fishing places in the world like the destination down here from palm beach to the keys so much stuff runs through here every 90% of the fish that are in the damn planet 
run through that Gulf Stream and come up and down and migrate all through. Is that an accurate number? Ninety percent. It's a lot. It's a lot. I just want to know. It's a fleet of damn fish. We'll Google. Google it. Right. We'll Google it. So I got down here and really, and really cranked up and just started doing everything. And I always hunted, you know, deer hunt stuff. I got property in Georgia that my buddy has. We go up there and just out. I just always loved outdoors. But cranked it up down here and um, just been fishing, doing a lot of charity stuff. Like I'll, I'll sell fishing t- fishing trips with me at charity events, Boys and Girls Club, and a bunch of different uh, philanthropic organizations will sell it. So I use it for, you know, to, to help people, to help kids, to raise money, and then just flat out just have me 15 minutes and don't have nothing to do. I'll walk in the backyard. I just love the – it's a rush. It's you versus the fish. It might go back to the athletic side of, like, you have to trick them into biting this hook, and they don't want to get caught, so let's see who wins this fight. So the guy driving the car is not an athlete, but the guy holding the fishing pole is? No, he's not an athlete. Oh, okay. <laughs> the athlete. But, oh, but it brings out I the guess the competition. Either. Okay, no, okay. Yeah, no, no, right. You know what? You're right. Let me think. <laughs> the competitiveness, not athletic. I just wanted to know. The competitiveness of it okay. to, to have to. Because I don't get it. Fish. Yeah, it's, and a lot of people I know just, they're like, bro, it's, let's go home. Like, man, the snapper biting. So, I'm tired. If something's biting, I'm staying. I'm, I'm going to catch it all day long. Catching's way better than fishing. Yes. And that's why it's called fishing, though. Yeah, I've been I've been skunked plenty of times, and I would think I'm on. I would say I'm the best fisherman I've ever been around. Pretty good angler, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. I put I, I put I put the foot to him now. So then now I'm even starting um starting up. I did a pilot for doing like an outdoor show of diving. I dive, I spear fish, I scuba, I do all that. So we're gonna. Uh, you know, so- brothers don't do that stuff, man. I don't know what Channing yes. brothers don't do that, you know, man. And that's why it's a genius idea. Because <laughs> when they see when they see me and my buddy ride up, we'll be out in the ocean. And we'll ride up on bait, bait balls. And it's just a big ball of bait that got ran to the top and all the fish would be eating it. Sharks and marlin and sailfish would be underneath it. We jump in next to the bait ball and we see what fish are down there and then find out what we want to catch and then get back in the boat and go catch it. Run that back. Dive in the water. We look underneath the bait balls and see what fish are there, and if they're big just enough. Just with your eyes, or you? Yeah, well, like, we got goggles on, okay. but no big scuba tanks. Just, so you're picking out the fish that we want to catch. Yeah. So we go down there, and the fish aren't big. Oh, there's little bitty kingfish under there, or something that we just don't want to catch. We'll get back in the boat and go find another bait ball. And it's just, it's just through the years. Most people just see the bait ball and start fishing, but we've caught. I've caught so many. Not even the brag, but I've caught so many sailfish, so many marlin. I've caught so much stuff. I'm like, I don't want to waste my time with something little. So we dive in, look under there. Oh, that's a big one. Okay, get back in the boat, start fishing. Stuff that people never seen before. And it's a big, big ass black dude doing it, which right. yeah, nobody's nobody seen, seen that seen before. That. Yeah, so true. and it's so much my people are so scared of the ocean, so scared of the woods. It's a big word like man there. <laughs> He's good for one every show, man. I was waiting for it, Juice. People are so scared of the ocean, scared of like hog hunting, going out in the woods, walking through the woods, you know, hunting raccoons and rabbits even. People are scared to be outside, and I'm gonna show people it's not, it's not intimidating at all. It's actually easy, but people try to make it so difficult and so scary. It's not scary. Well, you've Nothing got the in advantage. the ocean is worried about us. Nothing in the ocean is worried about us. Sharks will swim up and look at you, and swim away. They don't care about us. Yeah, but they're not worried about. It. That's a bigger problem, isn't it? What's that? If they don't. If we don't. We're no threat. If they're if they're not worried about us, and that's even a bigger issue. They should be worried about us. No. Well, don't you want to be worried I about guess. us and stay away from us? <laughs> No. That's my philosophy. Because fear, because <laughs> fear will create, fear creates, you know, division. So if they see us and they're scared, now they're going to go defense mechanism. Like, I've heard, yeah, like even swim with orcas and whales and stuff, they swim up to you, turn and look, look at you, and they're just like, what's that? 
And that's what it is. It's just, so that's that's the whole like the, somebody lived to tell that story. That's how yeah, you do oh, it. Oh huh? man, yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I have a, my my shark diving company is SharkToursFL.com. It's out of Riviera Beach. I was up there yesterday, and yeah, we'll be in the water at 15, 20 sharks swimming around the boat. Bull sharks, lemon sharks, nurse sharks, uh, some silkies, bunch of different sharks that people are like intimidated by. And they swim to you. You can just grab their nose and push them away. They're like puppies. Yeah. Well, I'll I'm watch. Pass on that one. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll, 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 I'll be. Let me see the footage when you get a back. Viewer. When you get back on the boat. I'll be a viewer, but golly. Now, before we leave here, because I can't fish worth a shit. Like I don't know anything about it. Preach loves the fish. I feel like you fish, but you say you don't like to do the outdoor stuff. I don't. I don't like touching the fish, man. You see, I'm with you on that. <laughs> I feel like Crowder, take it off the hook for him. Crowder will just like take a That's bite out of take it. Take it off the hook for him. I can't do that. Man. That's a bad one. Throw it back. So you know we might have to we might have to drop a line in, in the lake back there. I got y'all set up, man. Y'all don't do it the hard way or the easy way. I'm gonna choose the easy I'm way. Going I mean, easy. Like, I'm gonna go easy, man. I need to get some. I want to catch and not just fish. I don't right? think there is an easy way for me though. <laughs> like I have no clue. I might have I might have uh, put a fish or two in the lake back there. <laughs> you stop. <laughs> You stocked the lake? <laughs> I love I it. Put a fish or two back there. We'll, we'll see if okay. they come around, my, my babies. Okay. All right. So we'll have to give it a shot. You know, Teddy, man, we've talked about so many different things that you do. I man, we talk about I Am Athlete. You know, we know you're on with Mark Hockman on WQAM Daily. Uh, you've got kids that you chase around, the little kids, man. You, you do so many different things. I mean, I know you're always at charities. It, it's amazing how much you do. How do you find the time to do all the things that you that you do in life? And what haven't we seen you do yet that you're going to be doing soon? Um, I coach. Actually, I coach at university school. We won the um, we won the state championship. At, uh, we had to merge with True Prep Academy, so I'm the DC over there. I don't coach. It takes too much time. Like a higher level, I've had some offers to go to higher level. I just I have the young kids and all. So uh, the coaching be the only thing. You yeah, you you said it all. The the uh, the answer to how I can do it is just all the stuff I do and you know. Guess they call spreading yourself too thin. Just, you know, I haven't just run in all different directions. And I still have the big, the big sticky calendar on my bathroom wall. And everybody's like, man, you know, iPhones have scheduling. I want to write it with a dry erase marker on today. It says, it says fish tank on the 20th. You need to get some video of that. It says, you sent it to your bathroom yeah, wall. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not. There. And I told me and my wife get nasty. You might see stuff y'all want to see, but it says fish tank. So I still do that, but. It's what, well, I just brought my wife. It, it's with Asia. Cause she can, she, she can hold it down. She holds, she can hold down the house. She can hold down all the real estate stuff, the, uh, the different, um, investments and properties we have that I can't be a part of cause I'm always running around with events. She can do all that. Take the kids to school, baseball, tennis, the uh, doctors, whatever. And she just does so much while she's running her, you know, doing her real estate stuff and all. So yeah, I would tell people, I find you a good woman. And that's what I would say. That's what I could, I couldn't do half the stuff I do if I wasn't married to you. Yeah, it's a kinder, gentler, yeah, softer side of crowd. They get on me about I am athlete with that. Whenever Asia comes on, they like, man, you changing. I said, man, I going home with her. <laughs> y'all going the other way. <laughs> I ain't about to mess up my relationship with my wife and y'all bastards. Mm -mm. That's a good point. <laughs> y'all already made me take my damn Crocs off. I'm definitely not going to disrespect my wife up in here man, for your podcast. I ain't messing up. I ain't messing up with what? That makes sense. Well, I can't thank you enough. Uh, like, only the second guy to come on, Stu Weinstein. First two-time guest we ever had. Well, you know what? Maybe Crowder because he was two episodes. This is three right here. This really. is actually this is third number three episode. for him. Yeah. So, so there you go. You know, so you are the record reigning champ, right the reigning champ, the reigning champion in the tank. Means the world to us. 
this is our first time being on television with it, and we're in the Crowder home. And I'm going to catch, well, I don't know if I'm going to catch a fish. I'm going to try to catch a fish. Put one on the hook. We'll make it look good for two. <laughs> Damon Heward, so Damon Heward came on and told us that he did, he was on a hunting show, yeah. and they basically orchestrated a, 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 him shooting a turkey or something. I don't know, because they couldn't get one down. So let's see if you can set that up for me. They went, they went, to, they went to Publix and got one, and they put it out in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Threw it out there. Why you got no feathers? That's how they are out here. I didn't know they came out like that. Yes. <laughs> that's how it is. Field dressed it. If my fish comes breaded, you know what? <laughs> it's the only way I can even eat it. We'll see how good I am. I got, I got a little confidence. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate really y'all. And anytime. Like I told y'all last time, anytime, man. I love it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for diving in, Channy, man. Yes, sir. You're now diving into the fish tank. Sitting down with Seth living, OJ, Juice Man, ooh, and this is strictly for them true fans, yeah. golf fans, number one, one, of course y'all, this ain't no ordinary sports talk, dive up in that fish tank, go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank, it's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank, rocking with OJ and Seth when you dive up in that fish tank, Leave it all on the field, we gon' try hard Old school, a new school, mix it in Feeling like we up close when we listening Dolphins Tales, in Miami is the deep end We vibing with our favorite players, no secret We get with Seth and McDuffie Bringing up stories we never heard to the public Bet we love it, Dolphins fans never budget We loyal to the team, whether happy or we upset We be like, what's next? Don't switch the subject You know it's all about them fans And if you ready for that water, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans And if you down with Dolphins Nation, time to dive in Don't switch the subject, you know it's all about them fans You looking at that fish tank, it's time to dive in fish tank Go get your aqua orange, yeah, it's time to dive up in that fish tank It's only legendary talking when you dive up in that fish tank Rapping with OJ and Seth, time to dive up in that fish tank Don't ever add a tool, we might dive up in that fish tank